everyone, and welcome to Season 1, a podcast where two best friends watch, review, and recommend TV shows that only aired for one season. As always, I am Presley. My name is Andrew. Uh, welcome back to the show, everyone. Uh, first of all, let us all appreciate all of our listeners for uh, adjusting to our new biweekly schedule as our uh, Andrew and I's lives have shifted quite a bit. We're hoping to eventually uh, return to a potential weekly model, but until then, you're getting us uh, every other week uh, until further notice. And without further ado, I'm ready to hear all about what Andrew has to say to synopsize and tell us all about the show we are watching this week. Roll the intro. <laughs> Thank you. So National Treasure Edge of History is a Disney Plus original series that's a continuation of the hit film series National Treasure. I'm sure you could probably assume that. Jess Valenzuela, played by Lisette Oliveira, is a young woman living in Baton Rouge with her best friend Tasha, played by Zuri Reed. The series begins with Jess discovering a storage unit owned by Peter Sadusky, played by Harvey Keitel. Uh, who reprises his role from the films. Uh, The FBI agent who originally chased Benjamin Gates, of course, Nicolas Cage, during the events of the film series. Jessup is bestowed with a secret by Peter just before his death and is thrown into a treasure hunt with her best friends Tasha, Oren, played by Antonio Cipriano, and Ethan, played by Jordan Rodriguez. You didn't say who played Tasha. Yes, I did. Earlier, the first time that I mentioned Tasha. Okay, sorry. You're good. You're good. This will be fine. (laughs) Jess and her friends race Billy Pierce, a well-funded black market antiquities dealer played by Catherine Zeta-Jones, to unravel the secrets of the Daughters of the Plume Serpent, who hid a massive treasure from the Spanish Inquisition. Twists and turns abound as Jess and friends discover things about secret societies and Jess's family history. The series comes to a close in a hidden structure buried deep within a swamp in Mississippi, the gang successfully protecting the treasure from the malicious intentions of Billy. 
Well, thank you, Andrew, for that wonderful synopsis. Uh, it is a little bit confusing. The The plot kind of meanders, so I'm glad you were able to make it nice and concise for uh, for our listeners here. Yeah. I, I found it to be a bit convoluted, uh, personally. Uh, as yeah. with all the National Treasure, now that I think about it, it does follow the formula. Should that be our first thing we talk about? Is, th- is this a National Treasure? Um, Literally and figuratively? <laughs> Lit- that's good. That's a good. Yeah, um, that was a good one. I feel mixed about this. Okay. I feel mixed. This gave me like that crate. Like I literally watched National Treasure like immediately after I yeah. watched this. Oh, because it absolutely. Just, it gave me that itch and it gave it, me that feeling. And like the theme song, which you guys just heard is like, this just so national history or uh, national treasure, excuse me. And then it, it just has like a little spin to it. And like, if you watch the show, um, which y- you probably should, um, based Spoilers just for on our reviews, the fact, based on the fact that no, just based on the, the theme and like the, the, wow. the rolling intro is like super cool. I think it's fun. Even if you just watch that and you have no interest in the show, watch that. Cause I think it's wonderful art. Um, but no, it just like throws you back into that like that same feeling that National Treasure gives um, when you when you watch the intro. But yeah, like the best way that I can like contextualize this for our listeners, and it's only because I listened to like an essay uh, that like a comedy essay about this recently was like this show makes me think of like bad taxidermy, where it's like you had an animal that is like you know what a chicken looks like, right. but then you put it on like a dog skeleton. Where, okay. where like one is right and one is wrong. So like I feel like the skeleton is like national treasure, right? Like the skeleton of what they're trying to do and a lot of the plot points and a lot of the aspects yeah. are national treasure. Things that you could see Benjamin Gates doing, you know, Nicolas Cage uh, sure. from, from the first film and his gang of, of cohorts. But like everything about the exterior and like the nuance of the plot is wrong. Like it's yeah. just not good. Um, and yeah. it kind of sucks. Like, I don't know. It, it, it kept being like, oh, that's cool. But also it sucked the air out of the room every single time. It's like if you did like a really cool, like backflip stunt, you know, like how people do stunts, but like yeah. you pull it off, but, and to everyone else, it looks really cool. But then you also like knock the wind out of yourself. <laughs> like y- you can yeah. kind of hide it, but like you can't breathe while you just did something cool. It feels like that. And I know that uh, these are a lot of strange metaphors I'm using, but if I, I, this show made me feel quite strange to be frank. No, that's fair. Yeah, no, same, uh, same, you know, it's, um, I mean, there, there was a lot that happened that was very national treasure, right? Yeah. You have, um, you know, you have Jess meeting Peter Sadusky in this like happenstance way. You know, she she's like the assistant manager or whatever of this storage facility, and that's like how she you know pays her rent and everything. And then she has to go um, into this storage unit that is. Uh, by by the way, huge spoilers. We're going to be talking a lot about the content of of the show um, as I as I just started doing. Uh, <laughs> well, you also read the spoilers. I did also reveal the, spoilers, the fact but, that they but get I, the treasure. So, but you know, there's a lot that I didn't cover there because because I, I wanted to save it for the discussion. But you know, she finds she opens this storage facility. It's owned by this like this guy, but this she they don't know who it was because he kind of left his name and code. She deciphers the code, ends up being Peter Sadusky, who is the FBI agent who chased Benjamin Gates all around um, during his escapades in the film series, and, and also helps him at various points. 
and and does help him too, right? Um, they're they're not adversaries, so to speak. Um, they're they're just kind of they have a similar goal, and they're just kind of on two different sides at some points. Well, he is a mason um, as well, which is an important. Well, point. right, I mean, yeah. and two same sides, right? They, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of convoluted. Um, but you <laughs> what? know, we national treasure is convoluted. Yeah, right. So we see, you know, Jess is wearing this pendant, which is from, uh, you know, is is basically she. It's a symbol of the daughters of the plumed serpent, which is this, this, faction of women, in, me- like what would be Mexico now and like some of of South America, uh, Central America. They basically created a like secret society, much like the Masons, where they hid this treasure from the Spanish Inquisition. And Specifically, have... the Mayans, the Incans, and the Aztecs are like right the exactly. Three... They're basically coming together to like in, right. in the to preserve all of their interests. So these three societies, right, banded together and they hid this treasure and they created puzzles, um, you know, three pieces of the puzzles and everything that were that were from all of their societies. But you know, so Jess is wearing this this pendant from the da- which is a relic from the daughters of the plume serpent. He recognizes it, and um, you know, he shares some secrets with her, and then he mysteriously dies. Um, he had dementia. They talked about his health and how it was poor. Um, he even had a living quote unquote nurse. dementia, right? Quote unquote dementia, right? I mean, people like to just call everything dementia nowadays, and I, and I you know, well, I think it was a way for forgetful, him, and they're like, oh, <laughs> it's it's a way to like kind of lock him in, right? Because we know in the show that yeah. Billy was like monitoring him, and that his nurse was kind of a plant from Billy, right? And or like helped kill him, like. Because the day after Jess meets him and he gives her this clue, he dies, right? He dies, yeah. He is murdered, and they, they saw that murder in the process of the show. But it's also like you don't – he's become reclusive for actual legitimate paranoid reasons, not for like right. the typical dementia, uh, right. you know, losing He's trying to protect reasons. secrets, and he's at, people are after him, so he's yeah. like hunkering down and – and he would know. He was, in, he was a very well-regarded member of the FBI for a very long time. And – a secret keeper and a treasure protector, right? Like he's got two very, very huge strengths that have to do with protecting secrets and, and yes, self. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you know, she, she discovers this whole thing and then, um, so, so they're basically just trying to, they, they, they get this photo. They're trying to decipher things. They find this puzzle box inside, uh, his like lodge. He has like it's a, the Masonic a temple. Uh, Masonic Temple, yeah, Lodge. And so they find it, and they do very national treasure things, right? They put things together. They pull from history. They pull from things that they know. What, for me, that was kind of like meh was, you know, Benjamin Gates, they do this thing in the in the series, in the film series, and we have to compare them, right? Because this is a continuation. Yeah, it's literally And it's canonically literally connected. part of it. Yeah. Right? In the film series, we see... Um, you know, Benjamin and Riley, uh, you know, talking things out They he, he rolls and he rolls and he rambles and he comes up with the puzzles and we see Jess kind of do this, but it's a little bit more like she's perfect yeah. at it. She just knows it immediately and solves. She's like, Oh, I'm a really good puzzle solver. And it's like, well, I can also do a jigsaw puzzle in like, you know, an hour ten minutes but right, like, or whatever, <laughs> or 10 minutes or whatever yeah. would be well regarded. But like, you don't just get this. Nobody yes. just gets this because it has been unsolved and people have been hunting it for decades, centuries. Well, right? and I think 
to your point, right? Like there's a there's a certain connectedness that both of the treasures that they seek in the two national treasure films, the way at which it connects very personally to the main character is much better and much uh, right. more believable than this one. Because like you're right. saying, she like has this pendant that was found by her father and or mother um, in their search uh, to, to find this treasure, right? Like that's yeah. her connection, right? And unlike Benjamin Gates, whose connection is like his family's entire reputation and lives have been ruined by hunting for the right. treasure to be vindicated. And in the second movie to prove that his ancestor didn't help assassinate Lincoln, another right. kind of big, uh, you know, big thing, right? A really big tarnish. Yeah. So the, the stakes the family, yeah. are, are different. It's not as if the, finding this treasure right. isn't important. Uh, and it's not as if they're not in, having a vested interest or, or care about it, but the, the rationale behind the drive, especially of Jess, who is, uh, part of the DACA program, which is mentioned mm -hmm. and is a part of several plot points yeah. that she basically yeah. uh, is technically an illegal immigrant uh, because she, uh, you know, but she's kind of semi-legal at this point. Um, mm -hmm. And the, they don't justify the things that she does, basically becoming like a full-fledged criminal to try yeah. and find this a felon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because also, it, there, there isn't really a personal stake, right? Yeah. There really isn't. They just happen into this clue, and then she feels responsible for dealing with it. It's not. Yeah, like, I mean, she wants. I to need find to it. do this to vindicate my family, to vindicate myself, to you know. That do happens what's in right. like episode it, seven out of yeah. ten, but that does, that well, is not a, right. A real exactly. Reason. You know, we don't find out way later on that Salazar or whoever Diego Salazar was supposed to be, who's in prison, one is of the people her, that everyone's telling her to avoid and be afraid right, of. Everybody's, you know. Uh, is actually her father, or or Salazar isn't e isn't even her father. It's somebody else, but like her father was put in prison as this person. Yes, um, was basically framed for a murder framed that for, Salazar for murder was that Salazar and like did commit. Yeah, yeah. It's all so, very confusing and doesn't really make sense. Right. Yeah. But so my original my original point when I started that yes. tangent was like the puzzle solving stuff would like highlight everything and she would see it and it would do all this like crazy animation or whatever. Like when we got national treasure, it wasn't really like that. It was like, you know, he would maybe look at something and some numbers would highlight, but you would see the the clocks turning and you would see it happening and he would put it together himself. We like, I just felt like it was too much with like, the, the best example, right? Like, Oh, let's pull this whole thing together. And like, she's basically like, it, it's as if she's did an AI, like a scan of something and she has like a VR situation and she's like <laughs> putting things together and moving puzzles around. And like, it just felt really, it felt too like modern to me. Well, in a way. you know what it is uh, to me, right? This is one of those very obvious cases of a show with a modern audience, knowing that in order to capture people's imagination and have people understand the plots of shows, I'm not saying that people can't understand when they're really focused on things, yeah. but like it's, it's very dumbed down in every sense to the point where a lot of the things that happen don't make any sense, but you're still watching the kind of interesting things and entertained by what's going on to kind of make them work. Uh, a, a key example, right? Like let's compare and contrast once again, right? In the original um, National Treasure, there's a plot point where they need to use uh, these specific letters called the Silence Do Good Letters, mm -hmm. and they need to find them, but they are on the land. They literally, you know, national criminals, the FBI is hunting right. them. And so they recruit a kid 
to help them pick out the letters out of the, the literal letters out of these paper letters. That's a little confusing. Right. And, you know, when you're seeing him do it, you see him like follow along and then it will highlight the letter, just like you said. Right. Yeah. But we don't know what the, what the words are. We don't know any context. We just know that he's helping Riley and delivering like snippets of the letters to him as yeah. it goes. Right. Yep. And then before we see the whole thing, Riley absconds, uh, you know, fleeing that one of the bad guys. And then it is well, finally he puts it together. Revealed. Right. Yeah. yeah in a final leaves. scene. Right. He, he solves it himself. Right. Nothing comparable like that happens the entire time yep. of, of this show. Everything is like either so laid out in the sense of like a four year old could probably make some headway on this, yeah. if not figure it out entirely themselves or is like so abstract and it, and this has the classic everybody knows everything problem of, of television shows now where yeah. there's nothing that people don't know like they'll reference these like super obscure like explorers from like you know uh mesoamerican history and it's like yeah. okay well four people in the world have heard or are in, knowledgeable in some, enough yeah. to cite that you might be able in, to say their name but it's yeah. like you know and, and so i hate i hate shit but like somehow that these four Gen Zers just knew everything about everything about them. Like yeah. they would, they would, they could school someone who's dedicated their entire life and has a PhD in studying this shit. Right? To like a point that, where that they show, me, <laughs> they show, it, they basically did. <laughs> yeah. They show Jess it's calling like, this historian to ask uh, yeah. about this uh, famous um, Native American woman who was like a tribal leader. I want to, yeah thank you and like she basically doesn't believe that malinche could have learned to read and write like all of the scholars are like unequivocally she could not that does yeah. not make her less important she just couldn't like it's not real and yeah. so she like continues to question that even though it's like oh every shot of these people that actually know all the stuff that there is to know about these people yeah. just ludicrous i hate it when you know it makes sense when you have like a benjamin gates who's like super knowledgeable and he's always explaining things to riley right uh, you know and that happens in both movies and it's it's entertaining right because you're placed in the shoes of riley 99 percent of the time right. and then every now and then you get that one moment where riley knows something he's really excited and yeah. you know it kind of undercuts the whole dynamic you don't get anything any fun dynamics like that in this whole show i i found the cast to be frankly really bad i i thought the acting yeah. especially was was frankly terrible in the show yeah yeah i think i think there was a specific like there was a specific audience i think they were going for and they just catered a bit like to that and it's just the much younger generation the the, the people who didn't grow up watching the movie yeah i think they're aiming for like nine to 13 yeah. year olds you know like right. that kind of that's like, very preteen adolescent like it, right because yeah, this wouldn't even very... hold the attention of its 15 year old to, in my opinion right yeah so yeah the whole the whole like super technology like one of them's an influencer the other one's trying to be an influencer and he's like a sneakerhead. and then you have the one who's just like this normal quote-unquote normal to us like lawyer studying to be a lawyer kind of thing he's just yeah. doing his thing like whatever and, and you have all of this going on it, there's like four main characters and they all know everything about everything but it's there was just there were too many characters there was too much bloat and, and then there was the 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 the, the blooming musician who is the like peter sadusky's uh, grandson who is like estranged estranged from him but somehow is just like amazing at also puzzle solving when he hasn't had any interest or want to do any of it uh, and he's also like really hot and he's like Jess's love interest. So it's like it, he was just put in the like his character could have been in could have not been in the series and it, nothing would have changed. Um, um, quick question other for than you. 
the Graceland scene, which he like sings and distracts the security guards so they can escape. Speaking of Graceland, this is a very important question. Okay. What the fuck does Elvis have to do with a Mesoamerican treasure? I don't know. <laughs> Supposedly, and, and this could actually be a real thing. I doubt it. Was that, Whatever like, I don't know. Say. Was that he, you know, part of his family was from, was native from, you know, uh, from those, one of those So he has an ancestor that was part of... Uh, yeah know, that, that is that was that was Wiped the idea was that of... his ancestor was la malinche or like someone who was in the daughters of the plumed serpent and that's why he knew about this secret that he wrote into or baked into one of his albums basically or into a record um that was a little bit much for i was like ah th- there was a lot of there was a lot of the the story beats of like the entire the secrets and finding them out and following this clue and this clue that went like really really far, and like don't get me wrong, the other National Treasure like movies have go pretty far as well, but they feel logical, and they feel well written and smart, and these ones were just like, and let's just grab this one and throw it into the the treasure secrets and throw it into the the, the timeline, or into the puzzle. And it just, yeah, the, uh, the whole Elvis part for me was just like, okay, uh, what? Okay. I just <laughs> looked it up while you were talking. Okay. So it does say that he was one thirty second native American, which, which fun I, fact is how yeah. native American I am. So if anyone is curious, um, and, uh, it is technically not, it is not like by blood testing that we know this, but by colloquial examples and the fact that his great great grandmother was very likely this Cherokee uh, tribe tribal tribal woman. Um, but also Cherokee have literally nothing to do with any of these three uh, cultures. And uh, the Unless, time when this would have yeah. been connected was 1818, according to this article I just read, which again is like 300 years after the events of the you know uh, the Mesoamerican cultures that were doing this stuff it does why is elvis in here i'm yeah, so no, mad about it I, yeah i know it, it no, yeah there was a lot that just kind of didn't didn't really track um why is it in wh- okay why is the treasure in mississippi do you know how many aztecs were in mississippi ever no zero none of them i can't imagine many i think L- that they probably none, just no aztec mayan or incan ever existed like north of the like anywhere in mexico i i don't know dude probably i mean i feel like we would we would have more of those we we would have more of that in our culture more of that like well no the spanish took care of that but i'm just saying that well yeah like like, it's central and southern america and almost exclusively right like they uh, th- they never got above a certain you know latitude right. and I could I'm sure we could look that up but the the idea that not only did these uh, these Mesoamerican cultures exist at that level which they just straight up didn't within the US like or maybe they did in like the smallest furthest expeditions they ever took yeah. on as but then on top of that you also have them cooperating which they are like known to never have done maybe they did it in one-off yeah but even when the Spanish came, there was little to no communication amongst them and they were wiped out extremely quickly. 
uh, both yeah. by like conquistador forces and mo- most importantly by disease. All of this is to say that they could have come up with a much more better and interesting like treasure that could have still been tied to some level of American history that kind of yeah. exists. I mean, you even have that with the second one where it's like, it's kind of related to like real uh, Native American things. And Cibola yeah. is a real mytho-historical thing within certain uh, cultures of Native Americans. Uh, but like then turning that into the city of gold, which is uh, typically a, a Central and South American kind of more folklore piece, like you're, you're mixing your things together, but at least yeah. they're like real things that you're mixing together versus just like made up yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, another spoiler. All of this has been spoilers. The Yeah. Well, but I mean, yeah. But <clears throat> the, uh, what's his name? Salazar mm-hmm. is the FBI agent who didn't take the report from Benjamin Gates in the first movie seriously. No, yeah, the villains. Let's talk about. Let's dig into the villainous. Like, right? <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones is the only woman in this entire show that knows how to act. I am not saying that she acts well in this show, but there are things that she has acted in that are not yeah. this. So therefore, right. she has experience acting. Yeah. Um, and she does a, an okay job, other than Harvey Keitel, who only shows up for a single episode, um, and is a shame because yeah. it would have been cool to have him be like the kind of Uncle Ben mentor, kind of like. You know, yeah, I would have uh, much preferred Hero's that. Journey. I think that would have been better. Some murder mystery that was piled on top of the whole secret treasure thing, which again is the convolution that we're talking about. Is like there's just too many storylines going on that like don't need to happen. Like he didn't have to be killed off. Yes, they didn't. Uh, have to also, do this whole circling back, murder investigation. Anyways, the Aztecs, which were the furthest north of any of these uh, these um, civilizations, uh, Tenochtitlan, which was their which was their capital city, was basically fairly squarely in the middle of Mexico, and the highest they ever got was about halfway up Mexico. Um, so nowhere close to the U.S. I mean, like, yeah. there's Mexico is a pretty big country, all things considered, and right. so like you know this. I just wanted to cover that point to make sure I wasn't just completely making stuff up and I'm glad I was right. I guess theoretically it was moved later, but I mean, that's kind of what they say is like that. It was protected over these years by people that were completely wiped out by the, by conquistadors. It doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. I don't mean to keep coming back to it. I I get it. I'm with (sighs) you. I watched the show and I was just confused, which makes more sense. Uh, the bionics and bionicle win. Or the puzzle box cubes oh, made out God. of obsidian, emerald, and lapis lazuli. Um. Somehow the latter, still. <laughs> the bionics make more sense than uh, no, no puzzle no, no, boxes no. made out of. Oh no, you no, mean no, no. the latter would be the puzzle boxes. Oh okay, that makes more sense. But neither <laughs> really do. Neither is the correct answer, but yeah. Yeah. anyway let's continue another point uh Catherine zeta jones is does okay she's fine i don't think she's that great i don't think she's that terrible i've seen better from her but she's I, yeah I, we've seen better from everyone other than harvey Keitel, i think um yeah who does his normal thing and he's an older dude now and so i can respect that he plays an old guy um it's old. just it's just poor acting I, i'm sorry but everyone does a bad job and that's true of people that know how to act and people that don't know how to act um, I don't really like I blame the main actors in this show because the people that were running the show should have been like, hey, I don't know if this is working. Let's not recast, but let's get these younger actors some some quality acting lessons. Yeah. You know, you can teach young actors to improve their acting. Right. Like, Absolutely. That's the endeavor of acting. And I, I don't 
I don't have a, a principled stance against any of these people. It, they were just, I think, too young and inexperienced to kind of carry a show that like some someone like a Nicolas Cage has a lot more experience in acting and can kind of be more believable. I also thought that the single worst performance in the entire show was, uh, is it Justin B- Botha, Botha? Riley's character from uh, the show. He was Justin Barber, so, yeah. yeah, he was so bad in his like one scene that he shows up in. It was kind of laughable. Yeah, that was a shame. Um, yeah. because he's a great character in the, in the film series. Yeah, I love but him. He's my favorite character. In I don't series. know if I blame, I don't know if I blame him as much as I blame the writing. I think that when you're realize that you're in a locked room, that's having the air sucked out of it. And your response is help. That is the actor's fault. Not, not yeah, his fault. That's fair. Uh, like, I, I don't think that, you know, obviously he's doing a cameo. Right. And he's just like kind of showing up to probably cash paycheck, which is totally fine. Um, but if you're in this like series and you potentially want it to uh, potentially be turned into a third movie, something that would likely be a lot more lucrative for everyone involved with this entire production, uh, where there can be crossovers and more continuation of the series, you should really make an effort to make that one scene or one episode that you're in pretty damn good. I I would think like that would be my rationale behind it. You know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, from a, uh, a filmmaking perspective, but, uh, I don't know about, I don't know how to make films. Okay. <laughs> Hear that, Hollywood? Andrew doesn't know how to make films. I don't. I just criticize them. <laughs> Isn't that what critics do? Pretty much. Very few critics are have any technical uh, training yeah. or experience. Some do, and some of the best ones uh, do, because they know how to actually make things. Yeah. Now that we um, talked about how convoluted the plot is, yeah, I mean, and there's even more that we didn't talk about, right? Oh, there's like there the is. whole storyline of, you know, her her mom and her dad and, and discovering all of that and um, getting him out of prison, uh, breaking him out of prison in Mexico and the, the murder of, of Billy's brother who was best friends with her father. Which happened off screen. Which happened off screen. and We just hear about it. We see one flashback. My favorite murder yeah. or death that happens, which is a funny thing to say in this show, is when we see early on uh, Billy sends uh, her two hench, hench people uh, <laughs> to, to accost Jess, yeah. the main character, um, who instantly in seconds recognizes that they're not real FBI agents. So it doesn't tell them anything. Yeah. But then later on they're in some unrelated or maybe related like Indiana Jones style fucking cavern. Yeah. And yeah. then he just falls in a fucking hole and dies. He's like, dead. yeah, he's just gone. Right. It's like just a bottomless pit. So dead. And yeah. they're just like, we got to leave him. And they're like, he could still be alive. And then it's never brought up again. It's never addressed. It's just like the most, it's like, okay, why were they there? Who is this person? Why did he die like that? Why does anyone care? The dude is just down there in like a 127 hours type situation where yeah. he's just like sitting at the bottom of a pit screaming and his yeah, sound trying to get doesn't out. carry and he's got like broken legs and he's just trying to like dude probably starved to death to be, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, uh, that was, it was a little comical that it was just like, well, trimming, trimming the fat on how many characters we have here. Let's just go ahead and kill him off and. Well, yeah, they both get know. kind of comedic deaths, both her henchmen, because later on in the yeah. in the in the final episode, um, she gets shot, I believe. Like she get her her leg gets like uh, winged, right? Like so, she's like slowed down, 
And then the FBI agent just like fucking shoots her in the back of the yeah. head while she's like taking like a two minute break from hiking. Yeah. And it's like the most brutal gangland style execution in this like Disney kids show. It's like insane. One of the characters gets stabbed through the stomach with a saber and they just kind of gloss over this like completely bloodied woman as she's yeah. like literally bleeding out on a dock it's it's very this show has a lot of tonal shifts well, she that didn't make very die, little sense but she but the overhead have. shot of her clutching her stomach as a massive pool of blood no, surrounds her entire no, body like I know. It's, that was, it's pretty it was graphic there was very much there there were a lot of tones that were very much not of the normal situation like don't get me wrong people people died in the film series but it wasn't gory it wasn't like hokey it was in just fact kind of like in the first movie there's a character named shaw that dies in the exact way that that henchman just falls falls infinitely yeah. apparently and just dies. yeah and the stair yeah and you know that's i mean it happens like these are high stakes that these people are playing in when it comes to uncovering these treasures and and things and going through structures that were built 400 500 sometimes longer ago but like i don't know there was just too much like they it felt to me like they were trying to fit four seasons of shit into one season right like peter's death could have come in season three and then they investigate the death while they search for another treasure or something that he was on to while yeah. he could have been the uh the mentor you know right. for them and their in their search for the first two things or whatever right yeah it's it's but so it it's just... so odd to me because you know that like if this show does well I, this is my logic, right? It's like, okay, well, we made two movies that were very successful, Disney, right? Yeah. And Jerry Brookheimer. And they were like, okay, well, you know, can we get Nick back? Can we get Justin back? Can we get whoever else is, can we get Hart? All right. the, all the cornerstones of the people. Right. And they're like, well, I don't know. Okay. Well, why don't we fund like a Disney plus show? Cause we have this new streaming platform. I need services for it. Let's make it. And let's, uh, let's draw up some more hype for national treasure. And then they don't produce it well. It's not, you don't bring back any of the actors. Like you don't even get like a Nick Cage two minute cameo. Yeah. And then he's just on the phone all the time, but he's too busy to be able. You never to hear actually, that side of the conversation either. It's yeah, just like you never inferred hear that side of the conversation. Riley, right? You never. There's no possibility you're ever gonna hear him, see him. And, and so it's just like I feel like there should have been more stakes placed upon Disney and the production of this show in particular to create either a more seasons of the show to continue subscribers to Disney plus and more importantly I think B to potentially do a third national treasure when I was reading up on the fact that the show was canceled I was reading about how like because the show was canceled the odds that we're going to get a third and potentially final national treasure movie are basically like gone like the, the odds are or the other counterpoint was like they're going to take the money that they would have taken on the se second season of the show and funnel it into a movie so it goes both ways but I also think that like this hasn't left the best taste in people's mouths for yeah. more national treasure. I, I don't know. I would not want to watch another season of this. I guess that goes into our no. predictions. Uh, I mean, yeah. maybe it's time anyway for us to talk uh, about our star ratings and, and what we would yeah. have wanted from a season two. No, just, just something to note before we before we dive into that. Yeah. Like, I mean, Nick Cage didn't even want to be in the series. Like, he rejected the idea of being in it, right? And that's why he in the show? in it. Yeah. Oh, okay. And um, so it's like, if he thought the show may have, maybe he thought it was a bad idea. Maybe he's too busy because totally. he has been in a fair amount of things lately. Probably yeah. when this was in production, he was in 
many could have been filming Renfield, which you know right? recently came out and was also bad. Um, and the film with Pedro Pascal, where he plays like an characterized version of himself or yeah. a fictional version of himself, right? Like that. And then there's you know he's he's in indie movies and stuff too all the time. It's got to pay those back taxes. Got to pay those taxes. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if we just like don't get me wrong, like what I want more than anything out of a new film series right now is a third national treasure. <laughs> like, most movies that come out nowadays, I feel like are just kind of dog shit. So like, I would love to see a, a, an amazing third movie to this film series that I loved growing up, but I don't think it's going to happen, which is sad because like yeah. if Bumps Nick Cage wasn't going to come back for the series and then it flopped, maybe it was because Nick Cage wasn't in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is how it cuts both ways, right? Like, it could be because they're prepping to do a third movie. stop him from wanting to be in it because it will maybe be a flop. But it's like, if you have the same people make the film that made the show, it will be a flop because it wasn't amazing. And you have the rare third instance trilogy films where the third one is still good, but very regularly, it's more common than not, the first two are good and the third one is bad. Yeah. Um, it is it is a unfortunate trend of both trilogies. The one clear exception of this rule is Indiana Jones. Um, yeah, but yeah. other than that, I can't think of any real good examples of right. a third that lives up to the first two. Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Get out! We're not. To, you keep trying to bring up the Star Wars peak role in our fucking podcast, and that's not what it's about. And I won't let you. Yeah. I mean, it is hard to beat Phantom Menace is the best Star Wars. Oh, my God. Um, I can't. That's obviously a joke. Holy shit. Please do not. You, this I, is the second time in our podcast you talked about this. That. It's a joke. It's just it's just me being It's stupid. It's your way I of aggravating me. Yeah. Well, you think Solo is the best best Star Wars film. It uh, is so the third it, best Star Wars film, to be accurate. That one. Um, Anyone who watches Solo and doesn't think that it's a fun-ass adventure heist movie set in the Star Wars universe and that it's better than a lot of other Star Wars films is wrong. Yeah, This is a hill I will fucking die on. Yeah. Well, you'll die alone. That's um, fine. Anyways, uh, proceeding on to you know the actual rating that we're going to give it, um, uh, I'll just run through the star ratings, um, and and we'll go for it here. So Zero is a show that, in idea, should have never really been inked, right? It should have never gone past just a fleeting thought, <laughs> Yeah, really. Uh, one, what about a show where pigs fly? Great. Make a whole season about it. That's a Zero. You can make that when pigs fly. Yeah. Um, a One would be a show that, hey, you know what? It was a good idea. We want to see a pilot. Let's leave it there. It was pretty bad. Uh, two would be rightfully canceled one series. Like, this was a series. It was canceled. That's fine. It didn't Moving need to on. go on. That's fine. It's okay. It, it perfectly de- deserved to see a season, and it, it definitely deserved to be canceled. Uh, a three would be uh, our watch at your own risk. Could be good. It, we might recommend it. We might not. If you enjoyed our conversation, you might enjoy the show, or at least laughing at yeah. the show with us, right? Yeah, like, exactly. It's, if, it's if so you... 50-50, and it's so taste-specific. Like, a one is pretty mm-hmm. universally, like, most people should hate the show. Right. Versus, like, a three is, like, you could take it or leave it. Exactly. Exactly. A uh, four would be uh, a show that we celebrate 
to an extent. It was a good show. We wanted to see more of it. Could have dealt with a few more seasons, and that would have made, ha- made us happy. It's pretty sad that it was canceled. And uh, and five are the criminal crime category. It's it's the it's the such devastating news that these were canceled when they were canceled, right? Um, they should have lived on. The fact they were canceled is just so sad for pop culture. Um, yeah we are missing we are missing a milestone we're missing so you know? much this is the next uh cultural impactful game of thrones yeah. style show yeah um we haven't we haven't gotten any fives yet maybe someday we've had some we've had two fours if i recall correctly we have two three two i think though uh we have some fives on the list that we know are fives yeah i'm gonna we're give some them. shit some fives that you will not give fives so i guarantee that that is true yeah, I almost gave Alcatraz a five, Loki. Um, yeah, I might there's an Alcatraz reference for the episode. Uh, Andrew, what's now that you've gone over the star ratings? You kind of alluded to it earlier, but I want to know your star rating right now. Four out of five. I don't believe you. Yeah, no, that's cap. Um, <laughs> probably a two. Two. A two. You know, I, I like the idea of a National Treasure series. I like the idea of. Well, I don't really love the idea of it not being Nick Cage, to be honest with you, because like that's Benjamin a problem. Is such a great series, like Benjamin and Riley, and like their antics with, um, oh gosh, is it Anne? Nope. What's her name? Abigail. Abigail. Shit. With Abigail. Uh, you better not cut that. No, no, I won't. I won't. <laughs> you know, I I would love to see those three's antics like spread into TV series form and and done in the way that the films were done. Like that yeah. is what I wanted. That is I what could, we deserved for so I, long waiting for something like this and then getting what we got. Like we should have that's what we should have gotten. We should have gotten something like that. Let's put on our quick rewrite caps, right? So imagine this show, instead of what we got, which was bad, we take it and we say, okay, Harvey Keitel, who knows is being watched, is trying to get an encoded message out to Benjamin Gates, right? right? He is murdered, dies before Ben gets a chance to see him, right? And so Ben, mm. kind of vengeful, knowing that it was a murder, now is working with the former guy, the guy that ends up being Salazar, to try and figure out the stuff that's going on along with this kind of newer, greener um, uh, FBI woman, who is the main like woman uh, from, from the FBI in this, in the show. Right. Um, and they're kind of being foiled in ways that are kind of hard to figure out. And they're like trying to find this treasure being thwarted by Salazar in the background. That is a much better show. Like that concept is way more interesting than random kids get told about a puzzle box because that's basically what the show is. Yeah. You don't even need to change that much about like the treasure or anything like that. Obviously, yeah. it's convoluted, and I would prefer like something a little bit more grounded. But it's you know, it's not like superfluous bullshit. Wow, that was not. What yeah, was but like you know, a, an invisible map on the back of the Declaration of Independence is just a silly, you know. But yeah. it works because everybody is really invested and takes it seriously. And if you do the same thing right. here, where you take you know a, a good character actor villain. Pair it also with the Salazar FBI character and, you know, the characters that we know from National Treasure, make it a third film, cut out way a lot of the cruft, and you have a you yeah. have a national treasure, baby. I just made you one. I agree. I agree. Uh my rating is so, a one. Yeah. 
Okay. I'm just gonna get right. I'm just gonna get it right That's now. Fair. I like That's it. Fair. It's it's it really is a shame. And I, I a, really, I remember texting my friend Kate about this show and I was like, oh, they're making a national treasure show. Cause she and I just love these fucking films. Yeah. They're just so good. And everyone just watch, just go watch both national treasures. They're quality. Skip the show. Skip the show. Watch, watch the movies. Watch the intro on YouTube or something. Yeah. Watch the, the I, yeah. Because we both like the really intro. fucking neat. Like it, it's it incorporates some really artwork. nice Latin uh, flares with like the original yeah. kind of score of yeah. the and it's and it visually is appealing. Very uh, beautiful I never skipped music it. Um, and and visually, I never yeah. skipped it either. I was like, this is the part I want to watch. <laughs> it always comes in at odd, you know, like typically, like you know, if you watch like a a classic television show, like a like a Star Trek: The Next Generation, right, a show that I uh, adore. Uh, you know, there's always a stinger where like something dramatic happens and then it cuts into the intro, right? Like that's right. a natural way to tell you. There are like three episodes here where like basically nothing has happened and it's been like seven minutes and they're like, oh wait, we forgot the intro. Let's just oh, cut it shit. in between Throw these the two scenes. In. And the intro yeah. is great. Don't get me wrong. But it's yeah. just like, there was no point. There was no drama falling, rising action or anything like that to, to kind of justify why you just cut in the theme music. I feel like sometimes it was a strategic plant to make you forget that nothing just happened and like, <laughs> that the show is bad. <laughs> it's yeah. It's like cleansing your palate, right? Like you eat a piece of cheese, then you can like drink the next wine. Right. You have a grape or a cracker or whatever. Yeah. Right? It like yeah. cleanses the palate. And then you're just like, Oh, this wine is nice. Too. That's a good point. I, um, you know, I wonder then, you know, force gun to our heads. We have to make a second season of the show. What is it? What do we do? Um, I'm going to put actually a second restriction. We cannot bring Nick Cage still refuses to do the no, show. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I would stay, I would stay true to what we had. Yeah. Um, I would want, okay. So at the end of the series, <laughs> yeah. right. Um, uh, Liam, which is, uh, Peter's, uh, Peter's grandson, the musician, comes along that, with them for yeah. the for the show, played by Jake Austin Walker. Um, he discovers a recording in Peter's. Oh, I office. forgot about the cliffhanger. We didn't even talk yeah. about that. He discovers a recording about the treasure they just found, and the disappearance of his own father, which is another story beat. That we didn't mention never gets because addressed. there are so many that we cannot mention yeah, them they have all. So many hanging threads in, in, this in is this a amount sweater of sweater that has already fallen apart. Um, but it, it mentions something about his father, uh, Liam's father, that is, and then it also mentions some clue about another another treasure. Ooh. And like they're at they're at this. Basically, what they do is they take the treasure. And they use the the same line that Benjamin used, where it like belongs to the world, and the world should see it. And they split it up, and it, and they basically go to an event where it's being show showcased and all of that. You know, uh, Jess's father is with them. It's the crew, and Jake walks, Liam walks up, uh, and he is like, "Guys, there's this recording, whatever." And they were like, "Oh, we should enter it in with." like the, the, the records of the, the thing and all that. And he's like, no, we can't because it has a secret about this other treasure. And it just like, then it just basically guts to the end of the, the end of the series. So it would be that. It'd be that. So it would have been that. After that. But let's yeah. say, let's say they're following this treasure. Um, but then like uh, Ethan gets a job as a lawyer and he goes away. 
and like <laughs> Oren uh, gets like famous as an influencer and like moves to LA. His sneaker influencer, and then and then leaves. Or he goes to like Beaverton because he's like working with Nike now because I think something like that, whatever. And then uh, Tasha moves to like New York or somewhere else to be an influencer there. Basically, you just remove all of the other characters yeah. and then you have Jess and Riley and maybe her dad because he's like an expert puzzle solver or whatever. And Liam, the love interest as well now? No, Liam is a musician. He's touring. He's gone. Okay. And you just have those three. Interesting. Chase the treasure. Okay. Because I'm, then you I'm have that. that same smaller team and you don't have all these other bullshit characters yeah. that just like pop in and they're like, hey, I know everything about Central American and, and Mexican American history and everything. And and here's this thing. And oh, wait, remember this whole little nuanced <laughs> bullshit that only people who spend their entire life studying this shit know? Like, no, we don't do that. We just, we, we do it right. Yeah. Like, you and just, you have you some people that are more knowledgeable, the, right? Like that, yeah. you know, her dad can be like a knowledge base, right? Where he's like, yeah, I right. studied Mexican history. Exactly. Studied, you know, um, he can be the like the knowledge base that was Benjamin Gates while Jess also knows stuff. Is right? She's also very knowledgeable, things, right? but she's, she's like the, the doer. Executes, and she's yeah. the puzzle solver. Right. And you have Riley who also has the experience of of knowledge and all of these things. Yeah, three is always a good number. You know, we know this from plenty of shows don't and need movies. Like five or six. Yeah, the the only extra characters you need are the occasional like cameo potential characters, right? You bring right. back the FBI lady uh, from from and the last her, like, from the show who her, does like, an okay doctor job. boyfriend. Yeah, which her is weird a doctor whole boyfriend other arc. Again, a whole other story arc that happens in the series is she. Yeah, there's a lot going Basically, on. falls in love with the mortician or whatever. And you bring in a a villain, you know, uh, someone like a Catherine yep. Zeta Jones who has some history as an actor or an actress, right? Like, you, well, and you, you bring have in... the FBI guy. That's yeah, awesome. right. Um, but that's what I'm saying is like you can incorporate <clears throat> some other elements, and you have your core three characters, and you yep. make a you make a national treasure film. You don't need it's not not film. Sorry, show. I agree with you. It's not complicated. Yep. I agree that you can get rid of basically all the characters other than Jess. And or the characters that are introduced much later on in the season that are important, like her father, mm-hmm. uh, and and go from there. Um, I'm I'm low key now, having watched it, very happy that I wouldn't have to like force myself to watch another season of the show. Yeah. I don't think it would be uh, enjoyable for anyone. I agree. I too don't think it would be very enjoyable, unfortunately. So two is for me, one for you. Yep. Don't recommend it. Do not. Uh, but again, do watch the like opening credits theme. It's very cool. That's all you need to see. And um, the original uh, uh, duology of the National Treasure films, uh, which right, also course, ends on a cliffhanger, just like the cassette. Yeah. Just, just throwing it out there. What was on page 47? What was on page 47? Is it related to the to cassette know. tape? Could be. I need to know. Might could. There, there's like a lot of conflicting, because like, of course, since I watched the series, I've watched the movies. Right. The first one, I rewatched the first one. The second one's coming up soon. But uh, then I'm like, well, what's the story on the third one? And there's been rumors, conflicting information that it's in production, but that it's, it's also not. I, As much as I want to like cling to hope, I, there's yeah. no way we're going to get a third film. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, and I don't... It's this a shame. Podcast, like it, this isn't a podcast about how there should be a, a, a third, third national, national treasure film. It's our podcast. We can talk about it every um, But 
fuck, man. There should be. Yeah, there should be a third national treasure. The the other two were so good, and they left us on a cliffhanger. And they make they made money. They were successful. It's not as if they like just yeah. It's not. I I really want to know why it didn't. Yeah. Anyways, that's not what this is about. Um. Yeah, show wasn't great. Unfortunately, don't recommend it. Um. Move on. Yeah. Move on with your life. Well, I think this brings us to a natural sad (laughs) conclusion to the podcast. So we'll we'll move along here. Uh, Andrew, uh, you know, tell tell the people where they can find out more about us, more about our shows, more about everything. Yeah. Uh, Season1pod.com is our website. You can find merch. You can find our episodes. uh, You can find, gosh, a little information about your two new best buds. Uh, You can also find us at season underscore one underscore pod on all socials as well as our subreddit, r slash season one pod. I think that's everything. Am I forgetting anything? No, I think I think you got it. I think that's uh, everything. I'm proud of you for remembering those things. Thank <laughs> um, you. Uh, don't forget to, if you're enjoying the show, let us know what you think on, on iTunes. We appreciate any reviews yes, uh, that you write for us. Comments, share the show with a friend. Let them know how good Alcatraz is or how bad this show is or any of the other shows that we watch that are bad. Um, and we have kind of a special announcement for the next show that is coming we up do. here. Um, Andrew, normally we do not discuss, uh, shows out, like what our yeah. next show is going to be outside of the pod. Uh, yeah. but we had to this week because I had an idea, yeah. you know, semi. Um, so the next show for our listeners that we are going to be watching is Willow, which is um, originally a movie, much like our National Treasure uh, episode that we just did. Uh, but uh, Disney Plus also made a television show called Willow that is yep. a sequel to the film. Uh, great film, by the way. And uh, the reason we're doing it is because on the 26th of this month uh, that we're listening, May 26, 2023, Disney Plus is removing it from the platform. Uh, so this is a very limited time where we will be able to uh, watch it and review it for our, our dear listeners. So if you all have any interest in that, uh, get it while while it's hot because uh, you might not be able to find it nearly as easily uh, yep. come, come this Friday. Yep. Yep. If you're planning on watching with us, quote unquote, you have instead of two weeks, you have five days. Yep. Just like we do. Just like we do. Welcome to our world. If you feel like you're under the gun, you are, and we are too. Yeah. Um, Well, well, thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in and listening. We look forward to seeing you, not next week, but in two weeks' time with Willow. Uh, Please uh, watch it if you care to watch it. And until next time, I am Presley. My name is Andrew. We watch it. See you in the afternoon.